Hi, welcome to Wealth Management Forward, the show that talks about how to implement wealth management services into your accounting firm. I'm your host, Rory Henry, Director of Business Development at Arrowroot Family Office. I'm with Rob Santos, CEO of Arrowroot Family Office. Rob, how are you doing today? Doing great, Rory. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you for asking. So today we're going to talk about investment advisory, which I know most people think about when they hear uh, wealth management. So we're going to touch on a number of different topics. You know, one, we'll go into the history of investment advisory. Uh, two, we'll go over uh, the technological advances in, in the space. Uh, I want to touch on the mm -hmm. fiduciary standard, yep. uh, as well as how accounting firms can monetize uh, this service. Great. Um, so let's start out here and, and talk about uh, investment advisory and that how that fits into a holistic wealth management strategy. Great. So, you know, investment advisory, um, you know, is what folks come to, you know, people like Arrowroot Family Office, uh, you know, namely for uh, that's that's usually the big thing that they're they're coming to us for is, you know, how should I invest my money? Um, what's the the best way for me to invest invest our capital uh, to set up set ourselves up and our families up? To achieve our financial goals, so you know that's that's what that's what we do, and it's as we discussed on our previous shows, Rory. You know, it really is kind of the last piece of the puzzle that we try to solve for after we run through comprehensive financial and tax planning. Great, and can you talk about the history of investment advisory? How it's gone from you know the stockbroker and commission products to now uh, the RIA model under a fiduciary standard? A absolutely. So, you know, a, a bit of, of history. After the star crash uh, in, the, in the 30s that brought us into the Great Depression, um, there was a ton of regulation that was brought about. Um, you know, and so there were fiduciary standards that were put in for retail uh, banking clients, you know, uh, to protect them. So a lot of a lot of the insurance that you have at your commercial bank, SIPIC, and and things like that, uh, came out of out of that situation. Um, you know, as things started to evolve evolve on the uh, investment side, um, you know, most people traditionally have been using uh, a broker uh, at a brokerage house, and the standard of care that brokers we're really held to is suitability. You know, is this suitable for someone? Meaning, you know, is it okay for them? You know, do they have enough understanding to make the decision to invest in this thing or not? Right. Um, the key difference between that and an investment advisory firm, a registered investment advisory firm, is that we have a, a fiduciary duty um, mandated by the regulators and and by the the lawmakers that says that we have the highest standard of care for our clients, that no matter what we're doing for them, um, we have to act in the best interests of our clients. And what does that mean? So that means you know, incorporating that holistic approach to make sure that the investments match with their holistic plan, their risk uh, and reward profiles. But it, it also means comparing things like fees. So, you know, mutual fund A versus mutual fund B or mutual fund C, you know, if all three of those mutual funds do essentially the same thing, we have a standard of care of being able, you know, saying we have to, to choose the, the less expensive one because that's in the best interests of our, of our clients. 
Um, and so, you know, as people started to go more to investment advisors as opposed to brokers, um, you know, that fiduciary standard kind of raised the bar um, for what advisors are responsible um, for when they give that kind of advisement. And then, you know, the last thing I'd say is that some of the designations that people get uh, being an investment advisor, be uh, a CFP or a CFA, um, there's even a higher standard of care uh, because you need to pass ethical exams. You're held, held to ethical um, you know, uh, hurdles um, you know, for those designations to continue as well. That's right. So it seems like the suitability standard uh, and commission uh, model that was historically what uh, advisors, I'm sorry, what uh, brokerage firms charge for has now been replaced by this RIA uh, fiduciary standard that looks out in the best interest of the client. And that's charged via a net worth where you're incentivized to grow someone's wealth uh, as well as held to that higher standard. Ab absolutely. And I would underline there that this is a real competitive advantage, we think, for people that are incorporating this model, because there are still a lot of brokers out there that operate under the suitability uh, standard as opposed to the fiduciary. Um, and where we see this a lot is in insurance. Um, so insurance, um, unless they're acting as uh, registered investment advisors, um, you know, they are really acting as brokers. So they're held to that suitability standard. So when we're incorporating things like life insurance um, and we're utilizing platforms uh, that are non-commission based set up for fiduciaries like ourselves, um, it, it, we see that as a, as a highly competitive aspect uh, for anyone's business. Great, Robin. That's a segue into my next question. How does investment advisory uh, as part of a holistic wealth management strategy fit into this fiduciary standard in looking at this uh, combined with all the other services that are offered within our holistic wealth management strategy. Yeah, absolutely, Rory. So, you know, the holistic wealth management strategy touches on all the different aspects that we're talking about in the program. So estate planning, insurance, um, you know, financial planning, tax planning. So, you know, once you start to put that, that all of those pieces together, it then starts to dictate a lot of things that can be taken into account for your investment advisory uh, advice. So what liquidity is, what your income needs may be, um, what your time horizon for, the, for your capital may be. So it answers for you a lot of questions um, that you need in order to you know, operate under that fiduciary standard and give the best advice um, for your client. Great, Rob. And then let's uh, uh, talk about uh, offering that advice. If I'm a, an accounting firm and I'm just getting started out with uh, this program, you know, how am I able to offer this advice to the client if I'm just getting started? Yeah. So you know, we hark on it a lot, but it's you know, it's starting to crawl and walk before you start to run. So you know. For the, the tax uh, and accounting firms out there that have all of this information uh, already, which is not only going to supply you to be a better advisor, but also cover you for uh, compliance purposes, um, you know there is some very simple things that you can start to do um, in the best interests of your clients um, and and provide some of that advice or partner with someone that's providing that advice 
but increase your services and, and start getting uh, new revenue streams. All right. And do you want to touch on those different service offerings that we've outlined in our three different levels, uh, level one outsource, level two hybrid partnerships, and then level three full in-house RIA? Absolutely. So, you know, and the first where you're, you know, partnering uh, with someone, it's more of a white label type of, of relationship. So, you know, familiarizing yourself with the practices of a holistic wealth management firm like Arut Family Office, um, and really just introducing your clients to do a lot of that holistic work for you, um, but keeping you in the loop as, a, as that trusted primary source um, and relationship owner. Uh, that would be the first, the first one. The second would be, you know, more of a uh, kind of side-by-side so, you know, maybe outsourcing some things, but then also doing some things that you could be able to potentially do in-house. Maybe that's, you know, coming up with a strategy, a low-cost strategy for IRAs. Um, maybe that's incorporating 401k or corporate uh, deferred plans um, into your practice. So maybe incorporating some things in-house and, and outsourcing some uh, out-house. And then the third would be taking, you know, taking the whole RIA model in-house um, and actually starting to, you know, implement an RA within your practice um, that you are the uh, are the port, uh, the point person or someone on your team, um, and carry that you know compliance um, aspects and operational part of that too. Um, you know, we think starting with that first step is probably a, a wonderful place to start for people to to start getting experience. Um, incorporating this into their practice. Yeah, and whether that's working with an existing wealth manager, which we'll cover uh, in another episode, how to work with existing wealth managers, or working with a new wealth manager is something that you can start monetizing that relationship and also get the reporting uh, that uh, comes with having a collaboration with a wealth manager so you're not hunting down documents uh, during tax time. Absolutely. Absolutely. Great. Great, Rob. And uh, let's touch on next from a marketing perspective. You know, how can this uh, increase the level of brand for an accounting firm by being able to offer these wealth management services? Well, you know, first, just even letting your current clients know um, that you're starting to offer this holistic wealth management service is going to be very well received um, if it's if it's thought through before you, before you do it. Um, it's what we're seeing in the marketplace for what clients want, right? So um, we think that's a tremendous opportunity. Um, the second is, you know, it increases your firm's brand. So, you know, anyone that's on LinkedIn uh, or going to any of these conferences, um, both on the accounting or wealth management side, see that, you know, this is what the cutting edge firms are really marketing themselves as. Um, and the reason they're doing it is because it can be very successful for them. Um, and then, you know, the third is, that for people that are not your clients and after you've increased your kind of firm's brand, um, you know, it should be, it should resonate with potential new clients. So not only for referrals from your existing client base, but allow you to be able to market and compete and, and attract other types of business. I agree, Rob. And we go back to that offense and defensive paradigm. Uh, defensively, what it allows you to do is put a moat around your client base because as we see in the marketplace, there's CFPs that are doing tax returns now. There's also uh, life insurance agents that are getting 
their financial planning licenses. So everybody's moving towards this holistic wealth management strategy. So it's a good way to protect your client base, but then also go on the offensive and start increasing your revenue and start uh, supplying some of these services. Absolutely. Uh, and it's incorporating, like we've talked about, these services is wonderful defensive measures to, to retain your clients that um, you know may be attracted to other other areas um, or technology providers, um, you know, and, and also offensive in that you're increasing your revenue, and, you know, broadening your your business base uh, to more clients and more services. All right, Robin. Speaking about technology, can you talk about technological innovations in the space and how we as advisors are using technology and what kind of user experience uh, clients are receiving? with these technological innovations? Absolutely. So, you know, the big one in the marketplace that everyone has kind of seen is a partnership with Wealthfront and TurboTax. Um, so the technology providers are starting to try to, you know, zero in on a couple aspects of holistic uh, wealth management and advisory to provide a very streamlined and low cost solution. Um, but what we see is there's a lot of other potential partners that uh, accountants and advisors can be able to utilize um, to do that. So, you know, one uh, few aspects, you know, of things that we use to be able to collect data and, and manage that effectively, right capital on financial planning uh, or e-money is also a very popular one. Um, you know, utilizing a Salesforce CRM or some other type of CRM, um, you know, these are all the kind of things that have really beautiful interfaces for clients to enter data, but also help you stay better organized and become more efficient. Um, you know, so we're starting to see a lot of advisors pivot and instead of trying to compete with these technological advances, start to partner. Um, and, you know, we're seeing that be uh, tremendously valuable for people that, that adopt it. Yeah, some of our technology partners, you can open an account in minutes, they've streamlined the accounting, where the client uh, and the advisor receives uh, tax forms and there's automated billing. So they automatically track, calculate debit and distribute fees. Absolutely. And so, you know, a lot of the concerns that we hear from accounting firms on the operational side, right? How do we open these accounts? How are they monitored or managed? Or, you know, how are fees or distributions done? And a lot of this can now be done through a portal with a click. So um, that alleviates what used to really require a pretty heavy staff, um, you know, to be, you know, that, that heavy lift is really done by, by the computers now. Great, Robin, you wanna maybe touch on how we're utilizing Zoom in this virtual world and advising clients in a team-based model? Absolutely, so, you know, COVID has provided this explosion of software adoption and, and virtual inter, inter, uh, interaction. Um, so things like Zoom, very, very helpful, can make you take more meetings, uh, you know, face-to-face -face if you need to do them in shorter periods of time. Um, so you don't have to travel. There's no, you know, it, it cuts, makes things in, in a lot of aspects more efficient. Um, and, you know, the younger generation that's going to inherit all of this capital, you know, they're adopting these technologies like Robinhood, and things like that, which can be incorporated into your holistic model as well. Um, but we're seeing that, you know, even older generations have been forced to start to adopt uh, technological advances. And that's only a plus for, for everyone. 
Um, so, you know, it, it can deepen your relationship. It can make you more, more efficient and um, ultimately pro more profitable. Great, Rob. And I think I want you to have you touch on maybe the educational aspect and advising clients and how, you know, we're moving more towards, you know, educating the clients and you know, kind of, you know, demystifying uh, some of these processes that historically have been siloed uh, with subject matter experts. Um, now we're using technology to provide you know, education and advice. Absolutely. So education is is really, really important um, to, you know, give the best advice uh, to your clients so that they have, have a good understanding. But there are a few pain points there um, while you're doing this holistic model. You know, how much should we put away? What will that do dependent on what my asset allocation will, will do? What kind of volatility will I see? Um, and platforms like Betterment that we've, pla we've partnered with, and, and especially for newer investors that have a lot of those questions. Historically, we've had to run iterative financial plans to try to get our point across. Now we have tools that you can be able to provide to the client and they can input some of these different scenarios themselves in real time, see what the outcomes could be. So, you know, technology is providing us, you know, the ability to provide people with education and also providing them with the opportunity to learn at their own speed. Um, so again, that takes a lot of burden uh, off of the advisor or the planner. You know, if you can load uh, information into something like a, a right capital financial plan and then allow them to change some of those variables and see what that would do uh, to their holistic financial plan um, is, is invaluable uh, because it takes the burden, a lot of those burdens off the advisor and then makes it more collaborative. Yeah, Rob, I think, you know, just having your clients see your face and having you, you know, speak, speak to them through you know, different technology, technological tools is something that only can deepen that client relationship. I know it's been effective for us here. People love seeing you, Rob, and, and having you speak to them um, via these online tools. So I think that's something that we can highlight is, you know, people want to uh, see and hear from you and using these platforms to be able to communicate and advise them is something that uh, is really effective in, in today's environment. Absolutely. Great, Rob. And let's just touch on, you know, the value of implementing investment advisory into your accounting firm. Um, you know, whether that's talking about effective and profitable tax planning, you know, just increased revenue through the partnerships or offering the service, uh, maybe opening up pathways to other services. Absolutely. So, you know, first and foremost, we think this makes you a better advisor, right? Deepens your relationships. Um, and, you know, next, it's, it's more effective and, and profitable tax planning because, you know, if you're incorporating the wealth side on, the top, on, on top of the tax advisory that you're already doing, um, you know, you're, you're getting paid for the work that you're, you're pretty much already doing. Um, so, you know, you're also getting increased revenue. You're, you're providing more comprehensive client services and you're opening up a pathway to become that trusted resource or at least the conduit for them to start to look at other aspects of their financial life, be that estate planning, life insurance or uh, holistic financial planning. Great, Robin, let's talk about getting started here. You know, some options for getting started, talking about, you know, whether it's outsourcing or working with a, a current wealth manager um, and creating partnerships and what, what accounting firms can do to start to crawl and to walk 
to get started with investment advisory. Absolutely. So the first step would be to reach out to us so that we can schedule a time to go over what you're thinking and what, you know, if you, if you're interested in learning more so that we can start to try to help craft a solution for you that's bespoke for you in, in your firm. And that may include working with one of your current wealth managers that you're currently working with, forming a new partnership, either with a tech-enabled service or another wealth manager or even Arrowroot if, if you so choose. Um, and we can teach you and guide you about best practices and how to set that up. Um, and then ultimately, if the ultimate goal is to start your own registered investment advisory, we can show you what all of that entails, right? And we can be able to try to, to you know, put together a program for you to get your firm to that aspect. So first step would just be reach out. And then, you know, the second is let us try to help you figure out what the best solution is for you and your firm. Great, Rob. All right, I appreciate uh, the advice here on investment advisory and helping accounting firms adopt this service by this holistic wealth manager strategy. Of course, love it. All right, have a great day. You too, take care.